What is up? Welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This is an extremely special episode to me. It is with Kevin Sturdivant or Kevion. He has a podcast called Project Mindset. He has a company called Case. But the reason this one is so special to me is he was on a podcast that I'm a huge fan of called Short Story Long. If you aren't familiar with it, go listen. It is absolutely amazing. Kevion did episode 50, and I'm not kidding, I'm not trying to be cheesy, it changed my life. His perspective on everything, his outlook, his story, the lessons in life that he has learned are so incredible, and it's all covered in that episode. So when I had heard that from afar, I was just like, this dude's amazing. Fast forward, we were able to sit down and do an episode together on his podcast where he invited me to come ask him some questions, and that's exactly what I did. So I wanted to share it on my podcast as well, because this episode was so important to me. He was honestly a dream guest or person to sit down and talk with, and it happened. So that alone, talk about goal setting, talk about mindset, everything that he talks about, just being able to sit down and do this with him was huge for me. And it was cool because his story's already been told. This was on his podcast. So the format's a little bit different where we just talk about very actionable things that you can do if you're in a rut to get out of a rut and if you're in a good place to function even higher and to keep it going. So overall, just an incredibly cool episode. I was so honored to do one with him. If you haven't heard of him or what he's doing, go check him out. Go listen to his podcast, Project Mindset. Go listen to all of the episodes he's done on Short Story Long. It was such an honor to do this episode with him. I'm going to leave it there. Enjoy. Man, are we recording, KP? Like we're actually recording a podcast. Let's go. We are here, guys. Welcome to Project Mindset, the most uplifting podcast on the planet. Sorry for the delay. We've been busy. We've been working since April. I have really just put my head down and gone into real estate mode. So my apologies, guys, but we are back. And we are back because of my dude, Andrew. What's up? All right, Andrew, guys, has been a loyal Project Mindset alumni. Yeah. Coming to the events. Yeah. Asking questions, yeah. sending the DMs, yeah. started your own podcast. That's right. And the universe just brought us here today. You've been through some gnarly stuff in this last few months. When did you break your leg, dude? Uh, almost three months. Wow. I can walk it three months, so I got 10 days. Crazy. Yeah. We've only hung out in person maybe three or four times. A couple times, period correct. Yep. A couple other like random events and all that. And you sent me a whole bunch of questions a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, it started even crazier. Yeah. We both host our podcasts on the same, like, site, service, and I'm scrolling through looking, and I see that you're featured on the front page, and I was like, yo, have you seen this? And you're like, nah, I should probably do that. I should probably get back to (laughs) podcasting if I'm on the front page. Yeah, shout out to Anchor. Yeah. Thanks, Anchor, for featuring your boy. Yeah. So that's how it started. You're right. And then you're like, yo, like we should probably, I should probably do this. Come ask me some questions. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Well, let's do this, man. Let's give the people what they want. Yes. What do you want to get started? All right. Well, I figured I was thinking about it. We have two very different career fields. I'm more on the music side. You're more in in real estate, but that's not what attracted to me 
uh, to you at all. It what was, is it that you do? Tell the listeners. Uh, I work in music. I, I used to tour manage a band. Uh, I worked at a record label. I worked at a management company. Started my own label. Tour with artists. So basically everything that isn't playing music. Yeah. I can't play music at all, but I can do all the other stuff. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I, I hallucinate that you know you've always wanted to maybe play music. You've always had a passion for music, and at some point you realized, you know what? I don't think I'm necessarily supposed to play, right? Because like, if you love music, you want to do music. Dude, well, right? it's, it's crazy because sort of, but not quite. Okay. Where I always loved like the creative side of ah, everything, interesting. but I never felt like I had like that artistic gift. Yeah, and I kind of came to terms with that early. Like you know, like we kind of talk about that every now and then of like being honest with like what your talents are. Right. And I kind of knew that, but I knew that it was special to me. I knew it inspired me. So as soon as I found out that there was a use for me outside of being the star, being on stage playing, I was like, oh, let's fucking go. This That's is awesome, magic. Man. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing when you stop making it about yourself, like yeah. what you said. As soon as I figured out that there was a use for me, yeah. right? It's like Simon Sinek says, your value, or excuse me, he says, your why like your why, your purpose, what we're here for yeah. is the value we give to the world. You know what I mean? So yeah. as soon as we stop saying, well, I've got to be the rock star yep. and shift it to how can I help others be the rock star? Even if you are the rock star, well, what you're really doing is you're giving people an energy, giving people a mindset, giving people a vibe, giving people a track that is giving them a feeling that they're the rock star every day. Yes. And I think those are the people who make the best music is is they just want to help other people at the core feel a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you're expressing something honest and right. you're trying to like put something out there that that's other people it. relate to. Yep. Dude. So, yeah, that's me. Over well, here, um, man. But I don't know, I think that the common ground like even though you work in real estate, so many like the way you look at life, the way you approach situations like I was just instantly drawn to that. I was like, there's something special here. Like you've been through enough mm. and like your perspective is so valuable. So to be able to sit down and ask these questions, I don't think it's about real estate or music at all. I think right. anybody could apply this. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I don't think even on um, probably the first time you heard any of uh, of the, the recordings was yeah. probably episode 50 with drama. Episode right? 50 that was with like the drama. first time I recorded a podcast, I think ever. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I talked about real estate on that at all. Barely. Yeah. Like just enough to like know that you work hard. Right. Like enough to know that you have a profession that you care about. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. So let's go. So the way that I structured it, I figured I could ask you questions from both like the good sides and the bad sides of right. life. Because it sucks when you're super down and you hear all this super hype advice. You're like, cool, that's great. Yeah, great. Shit sucks I, I'm right now. I'm freaking depressed. So that sucks. But then when you're super hype and things are great, you want to like harness that and Absolutely. you want to be able to do the best. So I think that you're good at both sides. I've seen that. So I've got questions on both if you're down. Let's do the damn thing. All right. I figured start with bad because that way if anybody's there, we can bring them up and then get to the good. Man, I'm balanced between good and bad like <laughs> Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm all truly somebody asked me, they were like, so you wake up and you're just ready to go? I'm like, hell no, dude. I hate life from like 4.30 to 4.45. I hate life. Like, dude, and that's a bad affirmation. Right? I need to change that. <laughs> but let's just keep it real. Dude, I am not 
like 4.30, it's like, oh, God, oh, my goodness. You know, like everything is heavy. Pulling up, pu- pulling, getting, filling up my, 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 my jug of water, it's just heavy. Like getting ice out of the freezer is like, oh, this is so cold in this freezer. You know what I mean? Like everything's a complaint. Yeah. But by 4.45, the, the, the vibe starts to grow. You know, I get to the gym at 5, and it's like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. First 10 minutes at the gym sucks. Yeah. And then by 5.15, 95% of every single day, Monday through Friday, I go to the gym at like 6.37 on Saturdays. But Monday through Friday, by 5.15, I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, first off, you probably hate life because you're waking 45 up at 4 minutes. in the morning. That's 45 minutes of life's being yeah. life being whacked every day yeah so. but it's cool to hear that like it's cool to hear that like you're a human right like for sure yeah so okay the first question that i have on the bad side though is i feel like 80 percent of the time i can stay posy there's 20 percent where just yeah. shit sucks right for sure and you said something to me before uh like you kind of have this tool and i feel like it kind of applies but i just want to hear you explain it mm-hmm. or maybe you have a different answer but what do you do in those times where it's just bullshit yeah, man. Well, I go through a process usually called recognize, realize, and recreate. And so I balance my energy on like a scale of one to 10 all the time. And my goal is like seven up game. You know, I always want to be seven, a feeling of vibration, a seven plus. Yeah. And so everybody knows, you know, where, 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 where they're at. If you take time to think about it, your 10 is like, Oh my God, you're sky high. Like you're, you're crying yes. at 10. Yo. You're crying tears of bliss. <laughs> it's just good. It's just like, you're literally shedding a tear of joy yeah. at 10. Yeah. Right. At nine, you're just like stoked, man. Like nine is like, damn, life is good. You know, eight, you are definitely winning yeah. to me. Eight is like, we're making progress. Things are working. I'm achieving. I'm happy. Family's good. Seven is good. Seven is like, all right, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Let's let's let let's set some goals. You know, it's not perfect, but things are good. Six is like, uh, there's something bugging me. I don't know what it is, but I'm 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 okay, yeah. right? But something's bugging me at a six. Yeah. Five. It's not good necessarily, and it's not bad. It's just kind of like that movie that you're that you 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 know you you tuned into. You ever go and watch a crappy movie, and you know when it's crappy at like the 10, 15 minute mark, you're like, fuck. And you just like maybe commit. Sucks. You're just like in it. You're like maybe it'll get like, better. Yeah, you have that's that a five, hope. dude. You're just like, damn, I can't believe I spent sixteen bucks for this. Off but you're at a movie. Yeah, you're at you a stay. movie, dude. Yeah, you know, that's a five. Four, your 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 four's not good, you know. What I What's mean? four? Four is like, bro, I don't know, man. You're feeling definitely, definitely bummed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're definitely in some traffic, wondering why is this still happening, you know? Or you looked at your paycheck and it's smaller than you thought. You're like, what the hell? That's a four. Or, you know, somebody did something really whack to you. You know, like I loaned somebody 10 G's a couple years ago and I found out that I would not be getting that money back. And that was pretty whack. You know, it's just certain things happen in life. Yeah. And like, you're just pissed. Like, yeah. And you know yourself at the highs. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it makes it worse for me. 
Right. When I know who I actually am, when I know I'm at those highs, yeah. and then I'm sitting there at a two, I'm pissed about something. It doesn't have to be 10K. Be mad about losing $100. So what do you do? What do you do? Tell First me. First off is you recognize that, oh, crap, I'm at a six or a five. If I'm below a seven, because when I'm at a seven, it's enough. When I'm at a seven, I'll work my way back up to the eight. When I'm at a six, it's like, ugh. but when I'm at a five, you gotta be able to catch it. So step one is recognize it. My meter's low, my water, my, my cup is is on the on the empty side. Yeah. It's below that, that's seven. What is going on? Recognize it. And it could be something really small. It could be something somebody said something to you yesterday. Yeah. Right? I had a dude who left my team. Uh, not that long ago. And so when people leave a team, usually they send me a text. So I had a dude and he sent me a text. Yeah. This is somebody I poured into so much. Yeah. Like when he started his career, he was like, like just so scared, you know, like didn't know what to say. His, his whole being was like in fear, taught him what to say, taught him the game. Next thing you know, they're out closing million dollar deals. And the next thing you know, I get a text. Hey, Kev, I'm going on to this. It's like, a text, bro? Really? And then the other day, I see a picture, and it's this, like, cheesy photo. I just joined blah, blah, blah company. And I'm like, I just keep scrolling. But the reality is, it did affect me. Yeah. And I responded to it. I did something a day later. Right? Really? I did something a day later on Insta Story, and my <laughs> wife called me right away. She said, what was that all about? And I'm like, what was what all about? She's like, what was that Insta story you just did all about? I was like, nothing. <laughs> and then my wife, my wife knows me so well that it, I was like, all right. So yesterday I saw somebody post something and it really just, it really kind of bugged me. Yeah. I didn't recognize it when it happened. Interesting. When I, it took me a day. So I sat in this weird, it wasn't that bad, but I right. sat with that. Yeah. So, all right, bro, recognize. Yeah. Just catch it. Step two is realize the real lies. So when I saw the post, I told myself, and I go back to this feeling as a child. When we're somewhere between four to seven years old, usually something happens to us that causes us to develop this chip on our shoulder. Yeah. And so for some people, it's this thing happens and you know you raise your hand in, in, in school and you said the wrong answer and everybody laughed at you. And so this thing for you became, I'm dumb. Yeah. Or I don't know, you wore this stupid sweater and and a bunch of people responded a certain way and you're five years old and you told yourself, I don't belong. You know, for me, um, it was Valent the day after Valentine's, 1987, probably before you were even born. And um, my dad took me to another girl's house and they were hanging out and he told me not to tell my mom. And my mom asked me where we were the next day. I told my mom we were at this girl's house. <laughs> And my dad just fully went off of me. You know, he said, look at what you did. Your mother's crying. Look at what you did. You ruined everything. You're a liar. You know, and in that moment, I was five years old. I told myself I'm worthless. And I spent my whole life with this chip on my shoulder showing people I'm not worthless. Yeah. From my skateboarding to DJing to being young and making money to always wanting nice things. It was about covering up this five-year-old feeling yeah. That I'm worthless. And it still comes back. 
So these stupid things will trigger me, yeah. right? So I see the post that the guy does of I joined blah, blah, blah company. And that five-year-old Kev comes back. And I'm like, I'm worthless. Right, like why and do you so go and choose somebody else? That's the real, the real, you got to realize the real lies. So X happens yeah. and I respond, I'm worthless. I'm not good. This company's better than me. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Dude, the reality is I'm not as involved with my LA team as I am with my OC team. Dude is in LA. This makes sense for him to be there. This makes sense for his career, or at least he feels that way, right? And I helped him. I had an opportunity to help dude figure that out for two years. That's sick. Yeah. I should have called him and congratulated him. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I am stoked for him, I guess. Um, but you have to realize <laughs> the real lies. Yeah. And that is a lie that I told myself that I'm not this, I'm not that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? And you got to recognize that, that that that's not real. That's a make-believe story in my own head, and it was eating me alive. So step three, once I can separate reality, dude's making his decision, I'm a good human being, and I did my best to help him in the time that I had. Okay, great. Step three is recreate, right? How do we want to recreate this feeling, this emotion? And I have to recreate that. And I do that with affirmations. I'm a great oh, coach. That just um, blew my mind right there. I'm, I, That's how you recreate. I recreate with affirmations. Bro. I am a great coach. I am doing the best that I can. Um, I'm here to help. I'm thankful for the opportunity I'm given to coach people. I understand I'm not going to be someone's coach forever. I'm grateful for the time that I have. I'm grateful for the time that I had to coach this person. You know, and um, it takes time. It takes work, but that's the process. You just blew my mind because I remember you hey, talking about that. I'm here all day, that. guys. <laughs> Let's go. No, <laughs> seriously, like, because I love that. Like, I've heard you talk about that. But what I'm so excited about sitting down is, like, just the real-life application. Right. You hear these things, and you're all hyped for an hour, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to go do this. And then it's like you get that extra shitty thing happen in your day. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. Dude, this sometimes is worse it's for so, me. Sometimes it's so fake. Yes. Right? I'm in the car with my wife. She's driving, which is rare, by the way. <laughs> but when you're driving, you have access to roll all the windows up, all the windows down. Right? I got my window halfway down. You know what I mean? Because I just I feel like experiencing breeze. And wifey rolls my window up. <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> All of a sudden, dude, what? My wife's taking so much control. She's trying to do everything. I don't get to have any freedom. I don't even, what are you tripping on? Yeah. Tripping. We say that now and it sounds insane. But in that moment, and it's then, so real. And then it, it sparks something. And then I get home and she nicely says, hey, babe, can you blah, blah, blah? I'm like, why are you always trying to control me? Because it's building up. Yeah. So you got to catch it, man, as soon as possible. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's so fake. So like, what would you do there? Like, just as the perfect example, like, what do you, like, Well, I have to recognize, why there? am I feeling it? it the, first of all, catch the catch it. Yeah. Like, all after, all. I remember that day. And that whole trip, we went to go eat. I was kind of quiet. And it all sparked from her rolling my window. I was kind of yeah. quiet. That yeah. man, I'm not... Well, what it does to you also is it, 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 it takes some of your, your, your authentic self-expression away. So when, when your vibration drops, 
you start to go to this other place because you, you got the chip on your shoulder. So through dinner, I'm kind of quiet, right? We get home. She asked me to do something, and I don't think I responded that quickly, uh, uh, but, like, I did it. And then I think it was maybe the next day she asked me to do something. My, my, my wife kind of asked me to do a lot, a lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> Well, you are I'm a kidding. husband. I'm totally joking, dude. <laughs> but you know, that's what you, you do when you're married. My just so we're clear, yeah. My wife does way more things for me than I do for her, for sure. So yeah. thank you, Alana Don. You are the greatest wife. Ever. Dude, I met her. She's so right. rad. It's too. unreal. Like, like the fact that I even complain as a husband is so <laughs> lame because she is super woman. It's not even funny. But the next morning, she did ask me to do the third thing, I think, in, a, in like an eight-hour period. And I was like, ah. And I think at that point, I might have responded. Yeah. And it wasn't anything major. It yeah. was just the fact that the buildup occurred. So you have to stop, recognize, all right, something's up with me. Right. What is the deal? Yeah. And you have to realize the real lies. I think my wife is being overly controlling i think i'm lacking freedom that is a ridiculous bullshit story that's yeah. not real so where did you reaffirm like that to me that's the step three you just blew my mind yeah because i can kind of have those like check engine lights of life like wait that's not right and i can well spot i think it. step two is very important though before you get to step three because it's if you just don't really acknowledge the story that you made up and you just say no i'm free no i'm a happy husband no i'm in control oh that, shit and you don't fully get real with the lie you don't truly realize the real lie because it has nothing to do with my wife. Fuck. It has nothing to do with the dude who left my team. It's like taking that internal responsibility. Yeah, it has nothing yeah. to do. Homie yeah. in L.A. is just doing the best he can. <laughs> right. My wife, just all she did was roll the window <laughs> up and ask me to put a cup away. Meanwhile, I'm over here in total trip mode. Yeah. I'm over here getting a, with, with the dude in L.A., I'm over here getting pretty aggressive. Like, I called out. Three major names the next day on my Instagram. <laughs> it only lasted like two hours and then I deleted it. But I took some shots. People in no relationship to this dude in L.A. <laughs> this was all about making myself feel worthy. Yeah. You know how dumb that is? Yeah. Well, now so when stupid, you say it, bro. but I feel you. Like, that's, that's why I'm sitting so down talking dumb. to you. Because, like, we all feel that. So, you have to realize the real lie. Yeah. Okay, I totally made up this story about my wife because of three things. Roll up the window, and she asked me to put a dish away, and then she asked me to help with the bed. Yeah. I, that's called normal, you dork. So I don't even have to talk to her about that. I just have to have this shift within myself and then go back to, okay, dude. The affirmations. I'm a great husband. I'm happy to help. I am uh, fully self-expressed and understand that I go through these different emotions. And I give myself the space. I, Kevin Servant, give myself the space to get a little tripped up now and then. I'm over it. I'm good. Let's go. Cool. Done. That, that's awesome. Like hearing you break that down and talk about every piece of it is mm -hmm. so cool because it up. felt good hearing it before yeah but that practical application and every step understanding why they matter yeah and i don't know why it blew my mind with the affirmation i never I, I never said that really? i don't think i ever said that in the affirmations 
Really? I don't think I ever, I think I previously, anytime I've ever talked about recognize, realize, recreate, I just said, oh, you just recreate it. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, and I can kind of yeah. do it. It helps. But that just like really opened The thing opened is with up. all these practices, I'm a student, dude. Like I'm still figuring these practices out. I haven't mastered the, any of them. I'm yeah. still figuring them out through, through trial and error, you know? That's cool. I mean, I think that that's what makes you so relatable is you have a very human approach and like where so many of the self-help motivational things are so well intended. Yeah. They're so campy well, they're like, and like, I made it, man. Where I'm you're like, like, dang, that's amazing. Like, dang, yeah, that's where you're, sick. You're perfect. Yeah, that's you're like, no, crazy. bro, I got mad at my wife for rolling up a window. I'm <laughs> human, but this shit helps. Like, man, dude, you're, you're, that's so dope that you're perfect. That's sick. <laughs> Congrats. Um, okay, so another point on the negative, um, and again, maybe some of this stuff overlaps and I don't want to harp on it too much, but um, as far as... I don't know. Like I said, like the 80, 20 thing, like where most of the time I'm good. Right. Yeah. You said a quote in something else I listened to, or maybe we were talking, but you were talking about like, as you start to climb, like, and do well, mm -hmm. there's like this fear energy. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, it's like almost like this self-sabotage thing in yeah. your head of like, you can't do it or like, you can't have nice things or like, right. You're getting too far ahead. Yeah. And like, you need to like check yourself or something. It's like yeah. this very weird internal thing holy shit, do I relate? And how do you fix that? Yeah, that's good, man. I think, you know, I think I, I, heard, I heard someone say knowledge equals uh, confidence, right? Ignorance equals fear. So the goal is to get clearer and clearer on where we're looking to land. On what does that goal look like? What does that taste like? What does that smell like? What is life really like? at a million bucks a year yeah. or or a hundred grand a year you know or 200 grand a year or or being married or being the world's greatest tour manager like do i really know what that looks like yeah like does do i really know what that's gonna feel like like holding on to a grammy being a a, a record y you know uh iron man competitor whatever yeah so i think the the less we know what it's going to look like, the more fear we have. So Whoa. I think our goal is to kind of sit with the energy, with the vibration of what does that look like? It's like my mentor Thatch is constantly designing cars. Dude design, <laughs> dude, is, dude is constant, and he'll send me them. Yo, bro, what do you think about it with this stitching? <laughs> yeah. Like, sick. Dude. I love like, it. You're, you're like... He has so many dope cars Dude. or he said, you know, and, and for me, it's about architecture. Yeah. And, and five years before I was selling $5 million homes, I was walking in $5 million homes. I, I was reading, looking at the magazines. I was studying the architecture. I was being the person that would be selling $5 million homes. Right. And so. I think I feel like the fear comes from a lack of clarity. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like I kind of get that because if you're starting to accomplish these things and things are starting to feel good, but you yourself don't know what those next steps look like yeah. and you're not comfortable with who you're about to be if right. you succeed, yeah. then you're going to self-sabotage it. Absolutely. That's crazy. Again, yeah, you got to be ready for it. You know what I mean? You got to like like 
I'm, I feel like right now I'm yeah. absolutely ready for the next level uh, in, in my, in my life as a father, in my, my finances, in my career, right? Like I'm ready. I'm ready for that next opportunity. You know, when the opportunity to go on a $35 million listing appointment came up, I was ready to do that. That's a perfect example because I, for you, you're extremely confident and good at what mm -hmm. you do in real estate. However, most of the time, what bracket are you selling in? Mm, my average sales price is around $3 million. Which is sick. Yeah, and to so awesome. many people, you'd be like, damn. But $35 million is 10 times that. Yeah, dude. So and like, I'd, never, I'd never sold anything on paper. I had listed things for $22 million. It didn't sell. Yeah. Super sick house in Hollywood. Um, I had a listing in Dana Point once for $15 million. My highest close sale uh, was 11.4 million or 11.3 million. So, you know, to really engage at this level was like monumental. And I can imagine that like what I'm talking about, that fear energy, like you, I would absolutely assume you'd feel that. Yeah. So you saying, like, I was so ready, dude. I'm and it's so ready because you just put yourself, visualizing you it, visualize telling it. myself the affirmation over and over. I, Kevin Sturdivant am a luxury masterpiece, trophy, real estate, closer. I, Kevin Sturdivant, am comfortable and confident listing and selling homes above $30 million. I, Kevin Sturdivant, am comfortable and confident sitting with owners of $30 million plus homes. Like over and over and over and over. Dude, I would say these to this day. Anything where I'm feeling a, a feeling of uh, inadequacy, yeah. I... I have to I have to create an affirmation to battle that. And I had a fear of listings above 30 million. Yeah. Um and I and I specifically wanted to list something that was modern like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh what's crazy is I only made one phone call. It wasn't like I started a whole marketing campaign. It wasn't like I created a luxury website. It's not like I send out 20,000 mailers to find this opportunity. I said the affirmation first, and I took zero action besides the affirmation. Yeah. So I want everybody to consider the affirmation in itself is a practice where you are shifting your inner being, and that in itself is the action. Can your I ask energy you a is the action. I have a question on that mm -hmm. though, because, and I think I could assume what you might say, but okay. So you're saying these affirmations, right? You're saying it in your head. It, it's not tangible yet, but you just said in what you were saying to me about that fear energy and like being willing to have it and being able like more comfortable, you could even maybe practice those affirmations where it's like, okay, I'm comfortable selling $30 million houses. How do I get comfortable? I'm familiar with 30 million, mm -hmm. uh, 30 million. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I would assume that if you have an affirmation that you're saying, if you don't believe yourself, you could even check that. And I usually that. don't believe myself in the beginning. So then what do you it's do? It's tuning a piano. It's over and over. It's whatever you're telling yourself the most. Yeah. So if I say, I, Kevin Sturdivant, am comfortable and confident and inspired, ready, willing, and able to list and sell homes over $30 million. But yeah. then the other subconscious affirmation is, no, you're not, you're full of shit. No, yeah. you're not, you're full yes, of shit. That. No, it's, How I, you it's a that? Bro, it is a battle in yeah. my own mind all the time. So you still I feel I can it. do this, no, you can't. Yeah. I can do this, no, you can't. Yeah. So which one's stronger? Which one's stronger? I need to say it more so that it becomes stronger. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and then so it becomes it's not, like My numbers. affirmations aren't real when I'm saying them. That's why I'm saying them. <laughs> 
They're not things I already know. I don't need to say the affirmation of I'm a great father. Do you know why? Because I'm a great father, bro. You know that. I don't that. need to say that affirmation. Holy I'm an shit. Father. Holy shit. So the affirmations, like that's the first step. That's the practice. That's getting there. That's now there's things that it. I need to do to be a better father. So have I mastered having both my phones off when I walk in the front door? Nope. So I have an affirmation. Yeah. I, Kevin Sturdivant, easily and effortlessly leave both of my phones in the car when I walk in the doors and I'm in, and am totally present to my family. Damn. I do that like 60% of the time. Wow. So that's 40% of the time that I walk in, I'm on the phone, right? And yeah. so I got to keep telling myself that over and over, Yeah. you know, if it is something that is truly important to me. Damn. Okay. But paying this damn mortgage is also important. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. I, I feel like I got to keep it going. Yeah, let's go. Um, okay. Uh, briefly, you talked about a really bad period of your mm -hmm. life in like 2005. And I yep. think you've talked about it before as well. But like, again, we don't even have to go that deep into it. But it's just, that's what's so relatable to me with you. It's like, you've actually really experienced that shit. Yeah. But I guess like a, the real question is when you are at the absolute lowest what is that first step to getting not the lowest? Mm -hmm. When you're at the actual one or two, and you're like, cool, I normally radiate at eight. Fuck. What is that I'll first step? I'll tell you, step? man. How about this? I'll tell you a story, and I'll try to get to how I felt at that moment. Yeah. So when my coaching company fell apart at the end of 2008, Okay. right, uh, my boy Greg Carroll and I, Yeah. You know, legendary skateboarder Mike Carroll's brother. Yeah. Greg Greg was one of the co-founders of Diamond Supply Co. Just all around. I grew up dude. skateboarding, so yeah. like when you talk about He's these amazing, people, man. I'm like, I know who that is. Greg and I vibed out in Miami, and I was out in Miami with, with Jonas, and we were on another level. And I met Greg, and I had one conversation with Greg. Jonas would tell the story. He's like, "Bro, when you came back and told me about this Greg guy, you." You, you you acted like you had just met Jesus. Like, Greg was just so rad. He is so rad, right? And so Greg and I started this coaching company called Peace Academy. I left real estate in 2007, and, and our whole thing was we are going to change the world by changing the way the youth thinks. And Peace Academy stood for Positive Education Awakens Conscious Excellence. We spoke at schools. We spoke at colleges. We spoke at freaking juvenile halls like i put real estate i left real estate completely which is crazy because that yeah. was absolutely your career at that time totally it wasn't a hobby. totally no yeah. man and so greg like would would stay with me for weeks on end he would he's from the bay he would stay at this house i, I was renting in costa mesa and uh we were just like figuring this thing out and it didn't work Fuck. you know like we couldn't figure out how to make it profitable we couldn't figure out you know, we had a we had an investor who was going to give us 250k to make it all work, and he bailed. It was the rece the recession was starting yeah. too. So and like to paint that picture, like I think the important thing that, that blows my mind with that is you were very successful by that time. It's not like this was your first startup right. idea. So to drop your career, right? To have an investor, to have like a a very credible person, yeah. and have it fail, like. That's that feel. That's crazy to me. And that's it was you. We, we didn't know that it was a recession, right? The recession in Southern California and even the country started in, around 2007. Mm -hmm. By the middle of 2008, it was gnarly. Like in our landscape of real estate, for example, a good 30, 40 percent of homes that were on the market were distressed sales. 
that means like right now, maybe two percent of homes are distressed. Oh, maybe it's like that. Back then, forty to fifty percent. It was gnarly, which means the the homes that were being sold, people are selling them, and they're either forty to fifty percent are either in foreclosure or it's a short sale, yeah. meaning. They are selling the house for less than what they owe the bank, but it's one notch above a foreclosure. Jesus. So it's not as bad as a foreclosure. So point being, things are shitty. Yeah. And the company doesn't work. My last two weeks in this house in 2008, my son Kaizen is a couple months away from being born. So the plan was to move into my mother-in-law's house out in Glendora, it, her, her like garage slash extra bedroom yeah right i'm like is this really happening and the house that i was living in was like my dream house yeah i always wanted to buy it one day the last two weeks there and it was just me it was my brother and uh my son eli was like eight at the time to this day not to this day but until like maybe a year ago i think is when he realized it but he thought that the last two weeks there we were truly pretending to be indians because we did not have electricity and we did not have hot water. And we were just vibing. We're like, we gave this company, we didn't even care. It's like, we gave this thing our best shot. Like, damn. And we literally just crashed in the house without hot water or electricity. That's insane. When I packed up the last bit of um, things into the U-Haul to take to my mother-in-law's house, I was like, let me check the mail. I literally packed everything. We got in the car. I was like, let me check the mail one more time. Checked the mail, and there was some random check in there for 380 bucks. Dude, I started crying. Like, I literally started bawling my eyes out because uh, for, of gratitude. Okay, it was a good. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. at that moment, yeah. 380 bucks was like, and I think that's the answer is you have to go back to gratitude. Whoa. You have to find anything. There's always something to be grateful for. You know what's crazy is you said that. You're like, I checked the mail and I got that check. And like, genuinely, I'm sitting here looking at you, hearing it, and I wasn't sure if that was tears because it was insulting that right. you had gone from like making so much no, to getting so a happy. check. And the fact, like you just said it, it was you gratitude. You have to go back to gratitude. If you're going to get to the next level, you have to be stoked about where you're at. And if where you're at is in a trash can, well, at least the trash can is not on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're in prison, well, at least you get to work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think part of the ability to, 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 to fly, you know what I mean, you got to have wings. For me, the only reason why I'm flying now is because I developed wings in the struggle. A lot of times people are trying to find a way out of their struggle. They're trying to get a loan from somebody to get out of their struggle. They're trying to take a pill to get out of their struggle. Yeah. I hit my struggle dead on. And in the struggle is where I developed the wings to fly. Dude. So, you know, if you're going through a struggle, just know, like, you are developing strength. Don't try to fix it. Sit with it. Dude. Be with the struggle. Yeah, it sucks. But this is a good thing. That's, I literally, like, I feel that so deeply right now. Like, broken leg. Yeah. like an adult trying to function and like, you know, like I'm single right now. Like I don't even have a girlfriend to be like, yo babe, help me. Like, yeah. so like, I can't do basic shit. Yeah, dude. And it really breaks you down. Oh bro. And in that season, I had two people who did 
try to help me out a little bit. Like my best friend was a freaking icon, yeah. right? And I didn't want to ask him, but I asked him. In the beginning of that year, I think he loaned me like 10 Gs. Well, it's really embarrassing to ask your best friend, especially when a couple years before that, we're balling out together. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, he helped me, of course, paid him back, exhausted that money. Yeah. And then my mom met this amazing dude yeah. I think he was only around <laughs> for three months before I was like, dude, could you help me? Yeah. And I had to get help. But looking back, it was like, shit. After I had borrowed from Jay and after I had borrowed from my stepdad, there was literally nobody else. And that money went quick, right? Like You're I borrowed, a family. And it was gone. Yeah. And now I'm struggling again. What do you do? You got to just do what you can with what you've got. And so for us, it was getting out of this house and moving to my mother-in-law's house and trying to figure stuff out again. I didn't yeah. even have a car, dude. Dude, it's it's crazy to me because I feel like I'm very conservative in the sense of always like have a backup, have a this, have mm -hmm. a that. But sometimes real life doesn't let you have that. Yeah. And it's so scary. But then like just if you really have that ability and you can make something out of nothing and have that gratitude for anything... It can bring you back 100%. You gotta, you've got to get grateful for the level that you're at in order to get to the next one. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That, that answers it too. Like for sure. Because if you're sitting around like, oh, this job sucks. I freaking hate being a barista. You're not going to attract the ability to own your own coffee shop. You're like, yeah. well, I want, you know, I want to own my own coffee shop. You know, right now you're at Starbucks. Yeah. Dude, act as if you own that Starbucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're the janitor. Dude. Like, act as if. You own the building that you're cleaning. Yeah. You have to get your energy to the level of where you ultimately want to go. So you got to visualize your goal yeah. and match your energy to that goal. I have to pay you a compliment too because I like the leg thing, that's been its own challenge. But even like just moving to LA for me was really hard. And like mm -hmm. everybody will say that and like everybody struggles with it in their own ways. But I started to reverse engineer where I was like, okay, like who are some of the people that I look up to and what do they do? And I would just like be like, okay, well, I can't ball and I can't drive this car and I can't go to this thing or buy this food or whatever, but like I can be healthy. I can go to the gym. I can be in shape. And yeah. like I kind of started to look at like examples of things that I could emulate and mm -hmm. like strive towards. And it did take that before things started getting better. Yeah. Like I needed to find that one thing that I could get For excited sure. about. Um, so that's awesome. Awesome, man. Um, Let's take a quick break. Yeah. How are we doing? Where are we at on time? Maybe switch to the goods? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What will be the next question? Um, if we switch to the goods, if the last, the last bad that I had was because I feel like you're so successful now and like you've at, you're at this great level, like what are some things that like you deal with still? Like what are some actual challenges for you still? But we can skip that and go to the goods. But I don't know. It was just like another idea of like being a little more relatable. Uh, I, think we, I think we covered a lot of a lot of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think you covered a lot too. So then going into the goods, my favorite story of yours is your seven series in twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's like just that good affirmation. And I don't yeah. think you had that much at that time. The way you talk about it. Mm -mm. Um. So then, there's that, and then there's um. 
I love this thing you said about knowing what your gift is. Mm, that's good. I really love that. Yep. Um, and again, kind of talking about like, you know, I don't even know, like I, I never knew how to play music. Right. But I found my gift in that. Yeah, that's good. And, I like uh, that. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Everybody's looking for purpose. Yep. Everybody's looking for something. Yeah. So just any of your words on like finding that gift yeah, or, or doubling down on it, whatever. Yep. Um, and then asking you what I think you or what you think your gift is. Yeah. Um, maybe we cut this one, but your ability to so confident, it's affirmations, right? To be like, I'm blank this and mm -hmm. just own it so well. Yep. Maybe that's affirmations though. Maybe we kind of covered that. Yep. Um, Staying true to your goals is like something where I think there's a lot of distractions, mm. but like being super That's real good. about what you care about. Yeah. Um, this is probably my favorite thing of maybe it's not some deep thing, but it's just like your ability to keep things so light and fun and like that. You come in here, right? You did fucking push-ups, all these things. And like, yeah, it's just this energy when you yeah. come into a room and yeah. just like where that comes from. Like right. you had to have like, that's special. Yeah. So that's good. So I feel like you covered a lot of the bad. Like there's a lot of gems there as far as like getting that light, getting back to that light. Yeah. Recreating these situations, using those tools. But yeah, and at the end of the day, I think it's important for people to just know that it's there for a reason, right? Darkest part of the night is right before the sun starts to come up. So I think you just have to be able to to know that if you're in a a feeling of frustration, worry, fear, doubt, that's okay, right? You're, you're, you're developing strength in that. Yeah. You're not going to stay there, but you're developing strength. And that feeling is not going to last forever. I think that is what's also, what's also really helpful. I have a dad group, and my buddy Luke said that. That's one of the things that really helps him. Um, he's an amazing entrepreneur, and he's, he says that, you know, when he's in this feeling it really helps him to know like this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. You know, cause I think that's where we get really tripped up is it's like, what's going on with my life? Oh, and it's like, no, man, this is just right now. Bro. Yeah. It's like, I guess this is this, you will get through this being self-aware yeah. enough to be like, yo, yes, this sucks. Right. But just having that knowledge and that confidence of like, I've been here before and it does get better. Well, it's in those moments that people do gnarly things. It's in those moments that people contemplate and they start to explore doing something really bad or mm -hmm. they feel like they need to medicate or, you know, I've, I'm three and a half years sober. When these feelings of raging again come back, it's not easy, dude. It is not easy. I just have to tell myself this is... This is the devil. This is, uh, it's a feeling that comes over me. I don't know where it comes from. I honestly have not done AA or things like that. I just one day made a decision to be sober. And um, when the feeling comes in, what helps me not drink, what helps me not engage in the stuff I was doing before, it's just knowing this is gonna, this is gonna pass. Let me just get through this feeling. You know what I mean? So that's really helpful, I think, um, is to just know that, that this is a moment. Yeah, it might be an hour, but just let it, it, it will pass. Yeah. And, and move on to the good. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. All right, well then, moving on to the Let's good. Let's move on to the good. Let's get the fun stuff. Let's go, bro. All right, 
you have a story, one of my favorite stories that I heard, um, uh, just affirmations. And yeah. you, you talk about before you were even selling real estate, mm-hmm. you wanted a BMW 7 Series yep. and some money. Yeah. Tell me that. Like, I mean, right, I don't so, want to be redundant. So, so basically but, what happened was is I was making like 15, 20K a month at mm-hmm. a sales job. Yeah. I was 19, 20 years old. I became the number one salesperson at this real estate training company. And long story short, I got kind of cocky and I started showing up late. And they would be like, Kev, you know, I was the number one salesperson. Like, they're, they're like, you can't show up late. And I'm like, ah, whatever. All, everything I'm doing was by appointment. They even made me sign a piece of paper that said, hey, bro, if you're late again, you are terminating yourself. Whatever, sign this paper. And I was late. And they fired me. Duh, like that's what happens. You're, but you're just young and, and cocky. So I'm like, ah, whatever, I'll go sell real estate. Yeah, guess what else uh, I'm lacking? Study, study habits. I've been to 17 schools. Like by the time I was in 11th grade, I'd never studied. Like I literally was, might as well just left school in seventh grade, you know? Um, so I failed the test more than 95% of people I know. Most people pass a real estate test, um, in their first, I don't know, one or two tries. It's insane how many times I failed that test. And, you know, by the time I finally passed the test, it was like I had all these brokers who were hitting me up a grip. But I had been living paycheck to paycheck for a year, 2003. Yeah. I lived in Santa Monica at the time. And um, I'm like, shit, dude. My expenses were like five, six grand a month. You know, I have a, I have a, a four-year-old. Um, I still have my bends and I was like, I need enough money to not have to work these random jobs so I could just do real estate. And I heard it could take like four to six months before you get paid in real estate. All right. I need like 25 G's. And then I looked really young and I was like, I need a new car. And so I created the affirmation that I, Kevin Sturdivant, easily and effortlessly attract 25,000 bucks and a pearl white 745 Li, brand new, with tan interior and 22 inch HREs for absolutely free. And everything I do allows it to happen. I started saying that affirmation in January 2004. Um, at this point, I'd already failed the test like four to five times. So I was like, frustrated dude i was like i'm passing the test and i'm getting some money and i'm getting this car and then finally passed the test in april 2004 freaking cried bro i remember being upstairs i lived at a place called the pegasus at this time downtown la and i remember going online and and seeing the results and said i passed had all these people start to reach out to me and this one dude, he was opening his own Century 21 in San Dimas, which was like 40 miles from where I lived. You got to come work for me. You got to come work, bro. You got to. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to San Dimas, dude. I'm in L.A. I'm going to sell in L.A. I've been working with this dude in Beverly Hills, blah, blah, blah. Tell me what it's going to take for you to come work for me. And totally kidding. I don't know, dude. Give me 25 Gs in a 7 Series. Maybe I'll think about it. I hadn't even received my license in the mail yet. And I got a $25,000 sign-on bonus and a brand new 745 Li. It was sick, dude. You did it. Like, yeah, it was sick. And like again, that comes back to what you were saying about like 
these affirmations, like that wasn't real to you at first, huh? Not at first. No. But. I was asking for 25 grand and a hundred thousand dollar car and I was a broke 22 year old. That's what's crazy. Yeah. But it happened. It happened. Dude, absolutely happened. This is a real story. So, I can't say the dude's name publicly, but anybody who knows me knows this story. My best friend, JP, came with me to pick up the car. The broker gave me 20, put down 25 grand. I have a video of me <laughs> counting the 25 G's. You know what I mean? But okay, it was crazy. so you say you, you said that for like about 100 days? You were saying that? Yeah, three months, three, four months. Did it start to feel more real? It did. At a certain time? I was like, I got 20, 25 G's coming. Someone's giving me the 745, dude. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember the day I picked it up. It was sick. By the time that you picked it up, did it feel normal? Like, no, did it feel? It was no. unreal. Okay. It was the craziest thing that happened okay. to me at that point. <laughs> I had 25 grand in the bank. I didn't even have my real estate license yet. And I was picking up a free, my freaking dream car for free. It had like four miles on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, when I went to pick it up at a sale BMW, I mean, I looked really young, too. We filmed the whole thing, and I just remember pulling up to the lot, and it said Kevin Sturdivant on there. It was just white, just gleaming, dude. It looked like a yacht. It looked like a giant Louis bag on wheels. And I remember going up to the desk, and I'm like, oh, my name's uh, Kevin Sturdivant. I'm here to pick up this 7 Series out here. And she's like, what? I gave her my ID, and she's like, hold on. She called somebody else, and... Uh, that guy's like, hey, who are you? I was like, I'm picking up this car. And he looks at me and they like go over there. Uh, can we get blah, 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 blah to come down here? And I'm like, yes, dude, here's my ID. To see that my ID matches the car. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I love that. Yeah. It's, I, I just think that that's like such a, just those affirmations. Like here's it, the interesting and, thing though. Yeah. I was also stuck in have, do, be with that car. So when I got that car, I, I was acting like that car would be the thing to help me be a great real estate agent. Whoa. But I, my being didn't necessarily change, right? And so even though I had the car and I was doing the work, I was still kind of being an irresponsible kid. So my career didn't necessarily elevate, right? It was, I did okay, but I didn't do extraordinary. Whoa. Because I wasn't being extraordinary. I was just being a punk kid with a dope car. So explain that because I was going to ask you about that, like have, do, be, and like that sequence is another thing you've yeah, talked about. We could about very with. easily think, like I think, I don't think I deserve that car, that's for sure. Really? You know, I, I think I should have earned that car. And so, you know, because I got it, I think it actually messed with my, my ego a bit and I started to act like I already had it. And my, I don't think my work ethic was on point. I don't think my discipline was as on point. And so, you know, I think it's important that we don't, think that if, man if I have this diploma or if I have this car or if I have it well then I can be that person no we need to be extraordinary now and then you'll do the, the what you need to do in an extraordinary way and then you'll have extraordinary things that's so crazy to me because like that story was so motivating and just this thing of like oh like affirmations like that's yeah. so cool and it is right but I've never heard you talk about that side of that yeah. where you're like, yo, yeah, cool. That happened. It was yeah. absolutely insane. I loved it, but it kind of fucked me up. Well, I, ha I had an extraordinary car, but an average way of being. Right. Yeah. So how do you fix that? How does somebody apply that? I think you, you just go back to the be, do, have game. You know, you have to look at, at what is the, the, the real being of the person that I'm looking to, to elevate to. 
and it, and it doesn't matter your car, right? It doesn't matter your your company you work for, right? It's about who am I being. Yeah. So back fast forward to the thirty five million dollar listing, I wanted to have a thirty five million dollar listing, so I started to think about. I started to go back to my old ways and I think, well, what do I need to have to get the $35 million listing? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I better, I better have a, a, a website that shows that I sell luxury real estate, blah, blah, blah. I better have a, a different way of dressing. I can't be casual, Kev. I should go back to like the three-piece suit guy. And so I literally was changing my website just for this appointment. And I was going to wear like a three-piece suit to this appointment. And I was going to bring this gnarly book. KP and, and Abstracts were helping me with this crazy book. And I realized what I was doing. I was doing have, do, be. Well, if I have the gnarly book, have the gnarly website, have the three-piece suit, well, then I will match and I'll be a $35 million, right? And I scratched all that. We scratched making a luxury website. We scratched making a book just for the appointment. We made the book later. And I scratched the idea of a three-piece suit. And I showed up to the appointment just being it. Being somebody comfortable and confident to list and sell oceanfront masterpiece $30 million plus properties. I didn't bring a business card and I wore shorts. Wow. That was sick. But that beingness was real. I guess it worked. I have a property listed. <laughs> I need to now manifest. I, Kevin Sturdivant, list and sell. It's time to sell the listing. We now have it. So if anybody is who's listening to this, if you haven't seen 58 North Lacenda people, whether you're capable of it or not, stop what you're doing and Google 58 North Lacenda. L-A-S-E-N-D. DA, two words. Just do yourself that favor. It's the most incredible house on the West Coast, period. End of story. I'm not even playing. Damn. It really is. Damn. Um, okay, I think you said that part well, right? Yeah. Um, the next thing, the other question that I have, again, on the positive side, it's like knowing what your gift is, right? Mm -hmm. Like when things are going good, you're getting into a good stride. I think a lot of people struggle with like defining and knowing their gift and like, you know, you talk about that a little bit of like how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. How do you tap into that? How do you find your gift? How do you double down on that? I think you have to, the signs are always there, you know, like those things that you've been good at, the signs have been there, man. Like, like I think Steve Harvey was talking about it. It's like your gift is a difference between your passion and your gift. You know, I could be passionate about whatever, passionate about music, passionate about cars, you know, doesn't mean it's my gift, right? Your gift is whatever you do the best, whatever creates the best results with the least amount of effort. KP's way of, of capturing these moments, I'm like, damn, dog, I don't even, when did you even film that? Yeah. How did you even get that? David and his ability to create and design, right? Yeah. That thing that you do. Right? Like everybody has these certain things that that I like my my, 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 my team, yeah, my listing manager, Francis, and the way she can make my clients feel taken care of. Right. You know, our transaction coordinator and the way he can balance out all of our, our deals. You know, I have like sixteen deals going on right now and Andy can keep everything on point. So I, I don't have that gift. 
so okay so then if you're listening to this right mm -hmm. now what is a way to find to to honestly look at yourself think about a time in your life when you really were winning why were you winning why did you win in that moment whatever it may be what was it that you had like i i go all the way back and i think about skateboarding and i had all the best friends as skaters like my crew growing up was insane Richard Moeller, Joey Brzezinski, JP Jadid, like these are like the illest skaters. And I was okay, but I, I feel like I had this early, these early signs of encouragement and, and causing the energy in our crew to feel higher at a very early age. I didn't know that yet. When I got into sales, I had a very high ability to make sales because I could encourage people and I could help people feel like they can do it, right? And so you just have to look at the signs and like, where did you get great results without wow. trying too hard? And then like, that's cool. That's incredible. That's such a tangible thing you can do. But it's so interesting looking at your life and how you've proven it because you had that energy, you were able to encourage people, but mm -hmm. you're in real estate. You could have brought that anywhere. So yeah. I think that's cool too, that you can find that, that gift and then still apply it to yeah. where you want and to. And not get too caught up. I thought I was going to be a Tony Robbins life coach guy. And I've gone back and forth with, with playing with that and, and doing a little bit of that here and there. But I'm really inspired at this role called real estate agent. It is being a life coach. It's helping people get from where they're at to where they want to go. It's helping people formalize their goals and get clear on, on their big dream. Yeah. And it's their home. There's no way, truly, I do not feel that you, there is any way to be a better life coach, in my opinion, than to be a real estate agent. Damn. Dude, this is like my, this is exactly, being a real estate agent is exactly what I'm supposed to do. Dude. You know, even people, though, people want me to record more podcasts and I'll do it <laughs> as much as I can, but I'm meant to be a real estate agent and I love it. Well, damn, like that, it's, it's just cool to hear that, right? Yeah. And Which it's, you could look at like real estate agent, that's it. It's just, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, you should go out and speak or you should go out and do this other thing anymore. It's like, yeah, but I like being a real estate agent. Okay. So that's my next question is all right you've found your your superpower what mm -hmm. you're great at your gift how do you then stay true to your goals because something that i have constantly experienced especially in california is there is opportunity everywhere mm -hmm. there is all sorts of different things going on and there are so many distractions yeah so like you're excited about life you're in that good energy you're right. going you see all these things and then you get distracted and you double you down you just gotta look at the big picture of it and you learn by trial and error, right? Like I did not do real estate agent the normal way. I became a great real estate agent really in like 2012, 2013. And instead of building Kevin Sturdivant team, I built Case Real Estate. I built a company. I'd only been good for two years. And by default, I built a company. Most realtors, if you look at what they do, they become a top agent and then they create the blah, blah, blah group. For me, I was like, I'm going to create something bigger. I'm going to create this big, huge thing. And so I don't know if that was necessarily, it was very, very much a different way to go about it. All these people have joined Case Real Estate. Um, and I don't know, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting road. I mean, we've sold a billion dollars since 2014. Yeah. Would that have happened 
would all these people have joined if it was Kevin Sturdivant team? I don't know, you know, but I, I, it's definitely taught me that this thing of owning a real estate company, um, I'm not as passionate about it as I am with being a real estate agent. You know what I mean? There's different things. It's like, do you want to be a chef or do you want to be a, a restaurateur that opens up all these restaurants? I want to be a chef. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that's, that's at least the space that I'm in right now. And so I think you just, it's by trial and error. I think by trial and error, you figure out what makes me feel good. Yeah. And what makes me feel good is um, meeting serious buyers, yeah. meeting serious sellers, and selling awesome property. That's cool that you have that so hyper-focused. And before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about like, the idea of like jack of all trades or a master of Mm -hmm. none. And I was saying to you, like, I feel like it's such a common thing to have a bunch of things you're good at and kind of trying to find your thing. And like, what's better, right? Being great at a bunch of things or being, or being good at a bunch of things or being great or incredible at one. Um, and you, I mean, I'll let you say it. I think you elevate, right? Like I think for several years, Kanye had a very single minded focus and it was just, making beats and then he rapped on the side and then it became rapper you know and then it became designer right he started actually he actually started designing clothes and then you you know like pastel i'm sure he learned what he had to learn with pastel and then that elevated with designing with louis and nike and i imagine all those things that he went through are what helped him graduate to the yeezy brand and now he's taken that skill set and designing real estate. He's designing architecture. Is he? I imagine at some point, if not already, he'll design restaurants and hotels. So it's like all these different things I think will help you graduate through something else and will go through seasons, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, where are you in this current moment? What is that thing that you're focusing on in this current moment right now? That's so cool because I think that that you kind of answer the question of you probably wouldn't have known that this is your happiest version of you as a real estate agent if you hadn't gone through all the other things. It was different six months ago. Yeah. You know, I have four, six months ago, I had four things going. It was real estate agent, real estate company owner, project mindset motivator podcast dude. Um, and then real estate coach, Yeah, right? I have a coaching company called Case Academy, coaching realtors all over the world how to be top producers. And I really, in April, I had to look and I just said, you know what? I want to focus for, for, for this year on real estate agent. I just want to see how that feels. And also investor, my wife and I, and this is really inspired by my mentor, Thatch. And then also looking at all the frustrations that I've gone through, most of them came from these other areas and I'm like I really am enjoying real estate agent and real estate investor and so that's what my wife and I are really doing now and and you know there'll be times like we're doing the thing October 12th that's where I'm going in I'm take kind of taking off real estate agent hat and I'm going into motivator dude and I love that and I'm super grateful for for that opportunity and drama and Casey to bring me on so um you know there's there's seasons. I think you got to let yourself be in the season that you're at 
and 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 block out the noise dude and just visualize having horse blinders on and like i'm going to master this thing right now right now i'm in master real estate agent and investor mode it's really cool to hear that from this side because i view that you're able to do all the things that i've watched you do well Mm -hmm. and i struggle with that too right i'll have four or five things on my plate and i'll feel like i'm fucking up by not doing all of them but hearing you say like cool blinders right now on this it doesn't mean that's forever right but like that focus and I feel it with you, that yeah. energy and you're killing it. Thank so you. it's cool and encouraging to hear that. And I, I know I can apply that yeah. to my own stuff too. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Last question. This one encompasses, I don't know, like there's just, I, I don't know what the answer is, but there's just something about you. And I don't know if you can answer this. There is a certain energy that you have. Mm-hmm. Everything you've been through the goods, the bads, whatever you're applying, if it's project mindset, if it's real estate, literally you got here today, like you walk in the room, there's just this energy. It's fun. It's light. It's inspiring. Like I, it's not tangible, but there's just something there. Where does that come from? Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) KP, you're with me every day. Where does that come from, dude? Shout out to Juju Bar. You know what, man? I think I've been through hell and back. You know what I mean? Like, I have been through some serious stuff from losing my best friend to losing my dad to going broke to battling drugs and alcohol to having people steal from me. And it's like when you think you're going to die and you don't, you really start thinking about how you want to live. I think that's what it is for me. Like, I'm going to do this how I want to do it. I want to have fun. You know, like sometimes I will be in a meeting to sell someone's house. And the person is just so serious and gnarly. And I will say the most random thing you could possibly... I will say exactly what's on my mind. And either that will crack a smile or I'm getting kicked out of the house. But I will really do and say what's on my mind. And if somebody doesn't like me for being who I am, then we're not a fit. It's all good. I'm not trying to change at this point in my life. I'm not trying to change the way I am for a deal. Like there's no deal in the world that's going to make me not be able to be authentic. And so it's just who I am, and, and I want to I want to live my life in a way that most of all shows my kids that you can be yourself. That's like the main thing for me. I want my children to be fully self-expressed. Wow, yeah. that's that's crazy. That's that's crazy to hear where that motivation comes from. One hundred percent. I never want my kids to not be able to be themselves, and so they need to see dad having fun. Damn, that's incredible. That's what's up, man. Thank you for doing this. For sure, bro. This was uh, really helpful. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Shout out to my dude, Andrew, bringing us back. We are here, guys. Final weekend in this masterpiece, legendary crib, 487 Broadway. We talk goals. We talk life. I'm not sure what episode this is, but we'll do our best to keep them coming. We out. We out.